Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. The title for today's topic is uh, Why Read and Study the Bible? Okay, why read and study the Bible? Okay, so uh, so it's not just reading about reading, but studying it. You see, um, this week I've been uh, working maybe three or more <laughs> days, working uh, fixing the car. Uh, it was a heavy work, but no matter what I do, you know, uh, what I do in in the week. <laughs> I make sure that I don't miss the Word of God because uh, it's very important uh, we especially as uh, parents we as uh, people who are overseeing other people uh, to those who are given authority to lead people we must be the first ones you know to receive from the Lord okay in Cebuano wala tay mahatag wala tay matubil kung wala tay madawat you know there's nothing you can give unless you were give you know you have taken from it first something that uh, you you need to receive first so that you have something to give to others okay so that's the idea why uh, reading the bible and studying the bible is very important so let's uh jump to the question so that uh, we can build the foundation of our topic question number one why is it important to study the bible why do you think it's important to study the bible so ask yourself that question okay and then ask yourself like what are the reasons what could be some of the reasons important reasons uh, to study the bible Okay. For me, my question would, you know, be like this. If I may re- rephrase it, okay, why is it a must? Not just we should, but it's a must, okay? Why is it uh, a, a must for every believer to study the Bible? Is it a must to study the Bible? Yeah. What benefits do we get from studying the Bible okay benefits because some people when they you know if they have to do something they they want to make sure that they're not wasting their time and so uh, what is it for us you know questions like that so uh, okay benefits there, there's a lot of benefits actually because this is an online uh, preaching I am not going to point out a lot of things you know especially those that we teach that are being taught in Bible schools like the Bible is verbally inspired, you know, uh, verbal inspiration means that uh, every every written word in the Bible are, in, uh, every written, every word written by the inspired, inspired writers was exactly the word God wanted, okay? Uh, another thing is that the Bible is infallible. Okay, infallible means the message of the inspired writers cannot be possibly be wrong. It cannot be, it cannot possibly be wrong, okay, because God does not make mistakes. So when God calls someone to write, okay, to write his word, they are so inspired by the Holy Spirit that, you know, when they write something, although uh, their their style of writing can is added into it, but the revelation and the context, you know, cannot be wrong. All right. So, but those things are some of the s- samples that we discuss in Bible schools concerning the Bible. Okay, to establish that the Bible is flawless. Okay, it's perfect. It's the Word of God. But today, because this is simply uh, preaching. 
I'm going to uh, discuss with you three main reasons, okay? The three main reasons why we must read and study the Bible. Remember, the title is what? Why read and study the Bible? So these are the three main reasons why we must read and study the Bible. Just, just three, okay? So if you are a Christian, okay, or even non-Christian, for non-Christians, if, if, if you're not a Christian and you're watching this right now, I want to tell you, this is the best book that, that you can read ever in your life, okay? That will change your life. And so don't miss it, okay? Uh, so three, just three points, okay? Number one, number one, God uses the Bible to guide people to salvation, okay? Let me say that again. Number one, God uses the Bible to be specific, the gospel message, in other versions, the good news to guide people to salvation, to eternal life. Isn't that important? For me, it is the most important thing. You know, uh, Kirk Cameron said, you know, he quoted, he said, there's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. Whatever you're doing right now, I'm telling you this. Eternal salvation is more important than what you're doing, okay? Or what you're thinking or what you're, whatever. Because you know what? Life on earth is short, okay? We are going to leave this uh, flesh, this, uh, this vessel and uh, garment of flesh. And, uh, and so, what's the point of all the things that you did, that you accomplished in this life, if you're going to die anyway. The, 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 you know, and, and the thing is this, this is now the predicament. What awaits you in the other side? Okay? What, where will you be in the other side, in the next life? And so if you're not sure, where will you be? Or if you're saved or not, or if you're going, going, if you're going to go to live with the Lord forever, or if you're going to be damned and be tormented forever, if you're not sure, then you understand that uh, that salvation is very important. It, so now that uh, we say salvation is very important, therefore, therefore, reading the Bible is very important. Okay. Why is that? Because God uses the Bible to guide people to salvation. Okay? It leads to salvation. Now, we have two scriptures here, 2 Timothy 3 and Romans chapter 1. We begin with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, NIV. Okay, this is the NIV version. It says, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. Okay? Verse 15, And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, or the Word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So you see that through the Holy Scriptures, it gives you wisdom, okay, uh, to understand the process how to be saved, okay? By, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me read New Living Translation, okay? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, uh, I mean, verse 15, okay? New Living Translation. It says, You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. So that's easier to understand. Okay, very simple English. And so, friends, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is one of the reasons why uh, this is our topic today. Because, you see, if we do not steam, if you do not highlight the importance of scriptures, people will not see the light. You know, 
more people are going to be lost in the dark. And uh, if we Christians read the Bible and encourage our friends to read the Bible, then who knows? They may, you know, their eyes may be opened by the power of the Holy Spirit, of course, as they were, they're reading the Bible. Who knows? You know, who knows? They, they will respond and, and, and come to their senses and repent uh, from her, of, their, of their sins and, and, and give their lives to Jesus. Who knows? So the point is that um, we need to encourage people to read the Bible so, because number one, salvation is important. If salvation is important, and if, you know, by reading the scriptures, it will give you the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the idea how to get saved. Therefore, let's encourage people to read the Bible. Okay, is that simple? So that's number one. Because uh, uh, God uses the gospel to guide people, okay, unto salvation. Okay, the gospel or the word of God, it is able to make us wise, okay, which will lead to salvation. Uh, okay, another scripture is Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. Now, this is also a key verse to point number 1. Okay, verse 16. The Apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Remember this, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God. Again, the power of God that what? That brings, that brings, that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Verse 17, For in the gospel of righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, in, uh, in other versions, it says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. What kind of righteousness? A righteousness that is from the beginning to the end. Meaning to say, you need to have faith from the beginning to end. The moment you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the moment you recognize Jesus as Lord and your personal savior the moment you commit your life to jesus that's just the beginning your faith must continue on okay that's why it says from beginning to the end you are made righteous because you have faith in christ from beginning to the end okay righteousness that is by faith from first to last okay meaning to say if you believe in jesus you you recognize Jesus as, you know, he, he died, he rose from the dead, he's your Lord and Savior before, okay? I hope that until today, you still uh, acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life, okay? You still attend church, you take communion. That's why in church we do communion every week nowadays because when, when, uh, when, uh, when time comes and we cannot meet again, or when time comes and you cannot buy or sell, or when time comes the, the, you have nothing to to sell or to buy, <laughs> you know what? Or and, and, and you got you know you get sick and uh, you know there's not, you cannot buy medicine. Remember this: God provided a way. Okay, you can do communion. You can uh, you can claim the promise that is written in the Bible by the stripes of Jesus, by the wounds of Jesus in the cross, you are healed. You know, something like that. That is why today we're practicing it to remind people, okay, and to remind ourselves concerning the, the benefits of the cross, of what Jesus did in the cross. So that is why, friends, uh, believe in Jesus, not just today, but until he comes back. Okay, and takes us to himself. So that is the NIV version of Romans chapter 1, 16 to 17. I would like to read 
the same passage of scripture in new century version ncv new century this is one of the uh, one of my favorite versions okay but i know that niv is popular now if you don't like niv you like king james version it's up to you okay no problem but as long as the same context okay uh, as long as you don't preach uh, against other versions <laughs> Except the versions that are really off, off track, <laughs> off context. There are versions that are really, you know, it, it, they don't really sound biblical anymore. Oh, anyway, I'm not going to discuss that. I don't need to discuss that. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 17, NCV, New Century Version. 16 says, I am not ashamed of the good news. Because it is the power God uses. Though I like this one. It is, meaning you say, the gospel is the power God uses to save everyone who believes. To save the Jews first and then to save the non-Jews, the Gentiles. 17. The good news shows how God makes people right with himself. That it begins and ends with faith. As the scripture says, but those who are right with God will live by faith. Meaning to say, lifetime of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Those who are right with God will live by So how, how does God make us right with Him? Okay? He declares us righteous, okay? We are made righteous. His righteousness is passed on to us, okay? Uh, how is that? Uh, how does that happen? If we believe in Jesus, okay, our sins are forgiven, and so His righteousness is uh, is um, there's a word I forgot the right word. Uh, it's uh, it's like it's being passed to us. No, it's uh, uh, imputed to us. Uh, something like that. So because. Of Christ so it's no longer us but Christ in us that is why if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you accept him you you offer, you commit your life to him as your Lord and Savior then what happens is that it's like there is an exchange okay so the life you live uh, uh, as a sinner was nailed in the cross okay and so the payment that Jesus paid for our sins was on us, was upon us. Because he bore our sins on the cross when he died on the cross. So it's already paid. And so what we have right now is the forgiveness of sins and eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? That is why the, the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, he's not ashamed to talk about the gospel. And most Christians of today, they are ashamed of the gospel. But the, the Apostle Paul said, no, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God, okay? It is the power God uses to save people who believes. Who believes what? Who believes the gospel? If you believe the gospel, you are saved. Therefore, if you do not know the gospel, then you, how can you believe the gospel? And if you do not believe the gospel, how can you be saved? Because the gospel is the power that God uses to save mankind. So if you don't understand the gospel, you are not saved yourself. Okay? Let's cut it short. Okay? Let's, let's make it clear. If you don't understand the gospel, or if you don't know the gospel... You are not saved. Because how can you believe? How can you confess Jesus is Lord? How can you confess you're a sinner? How you, you don't even see the need to have a Savior. You don't even see the need to repent of the sin. Why? Because you don't understand. Okay, you were, we were born in this world. We don't know we're sinners. We, 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 we don't know that, that somebody died for our sins 2,000 years ago and he was not uh, born of uh, a human father, but he was born of, um, conceived by the Holy Spirit. So many to say he, 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 uh, he did not inherit the, the, the sin virus. Okay, so that's why we have two 
family or a network. Okay? Everyone who is born under the family of Adam will die. That's in Corinthians. But those who are born in the family or who are, who are under the family tree of Jesus Christ will live in the book of Corinthians. Because we need to transfer from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Okay? So, alright. So that is number one. Again, it is so important that we read and study the Bible because number one, it is the power of God. The, I mean, it is what God is using to save people. And by reading the Bible, okay, uh, the, the Bible that we read is able to make us wise, leading, guiding us to the process of salvation. This is the Bible, okay? This is the Bible. Very important. More important than uh, um, novels, <laughs> Reader's Digest, <laughs> what else? Uh, uh, magazines, uh, what? What? <laughs> there's, I, I mean, the comics. There, there's a lot of you know uh, materials, uh, literature that people read nowadays. I'm not saying it's wrong to know about the history of your country or who else, or you're reading uh, material because uh, you're taking this specific course, and so this is part of the subject. Uh, that you need to master. I'm not saying it is not important. That is important. But more important than all the writings that you can find is this library. This book called what? The Bible. Okay? The Bible. God's Word. Because by reading this, it will point you to salvation. Again, Kirk Cameron said, uh, there's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. Number two, the second reason why we must read and study the Bible is that man is both physical and spiritual. So we are both physical and spiritual beings, okay? Which is why physical food is just as important as our spiritual food. Okay, they, they, they are equally important. Uh, but, you know, for me, uh, spiritual food is more important. But if you try to analyze Matthew 4, 4, they are equally important. Now, okay, so we have the scriptures, uh, two scriptures assigned. First um, uh, Peter 2 to Matthew 4, 4. I know there are other scriptures available uh, eh, that you can find in the, eh, in the Bible, but... I think this, we, let's just pick the basics, okay? First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, reading this from New American Standard Version, it says, verse 2, And like newborn babies, long for the pure spiritual, uh, for the pure milk of the word. In Greek, it's logikos, or it means the word, or speech, Okay? word or speech so that by it by the word by the milk pure milk by it you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the lord when you say if you are really saved if you're really born again then you understand that the milk the word of god is important so that it may uh, help you grow and mature spiritually, okay? Because it is one thing to receive Jesus, to give your life to Jesus, Lord and Savior, and it's another thing to grow and bear fruit, okay? So if, you know, we do farming, it's one thing to uh, plant seeds and, you know, germinate seeds, so you have seedlings, but it's another thing to grow them and uh, to and uh, cause them, encourage them to bear fruit, much fruit. Okay, we we, we have uh, many ways how to uh, coerce. <laughs> Say coerce. Yeah, today's technology you can like coerce plants to really uh, uh, show flowers. 
to flower and to fruit early and uh, in quantity okay so uh, that's um, there's a lot of trick you know you can play with the nutrients whether organic or synthetic but i i refer uh, i prefer uh, organic because uh, you're producing healthy food when you do synthetic uh, it's it's not really healthy food <laughs> so okay so the point here where am i uh, First Peter. Okay, let's let's just read the, the next uh, version, New Life version, NF, NLV. First Peter chapter two verse two says, "As new babies want milk, okay, you should want to drink pure milk, which is God's word, so you will grow up and be saved from the punishment of sin." If you have tasted of the Lord, you know how good He is. So, you know, if you are born again, you know, the moment you give your life to Jesus, even at that very moment after praying that prayer of commitment, you feel different. You feel like a new person. You, 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 there's something in you and there's a desire in you that starts to kick in. And, uh, and then uh, th th there's a longing for you to be with brethren, longing for you to... Th th there's a hunger inside you. And that is a hunger for the Word, hunger for spiritual milk, hunger for pure milk, which is the what? Greek logikos. It's the Word of God. So we hunger for God's Word. And, and you understand that, we all understand that food is important for uh, sustaining life right because we eat food three times a day why because food provides us energy okay uh, the energy that we need to keep our body uh, alive and breathing and kicking and 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 to to do movements you know uh, and and it keeps us warm all right because there is energy <laughs> in our system uh, from the food that we eat and uh, also this food is for our growth and uh, for our uh, cells, uh, tissues to repair. Okay, without food, no repair. You can get sick easily. So that is why food is important uh, for sustaining life. So without food or without proper nourishment to our bodies, our bodies become weak. Our bodies cannot function properly if you're not eating food, especially if your your work is uh, heavy stuff. You know, you're carrying heavy stuff every day. I mean, and and you know, if you're you don't eat, <laughs> you get weak and you might fall down. Okay, so we must eat. We must eat to live, to stay alive. Okay, same with our spiritual well-being. Okay. Uh, our spiritual food is needed so Christians do not become weak, so that Christians do not become weary, and so that Christians may, may not experience defeat after another. Okay, because you are spiritually weak. So when the devil comes to tempt you and, and you, you, you know you lack the word of God, you don't know how to answer, uh, you might yield to sin, to temptations, easily because you don't have the strength to fight back because there's no word i mean there's nothing to to remember there's nothing for the holy spirit to remind you about what you read because you have not you're not reading <laughs> okay so we need god's word not just reading god's word studying god's word but we need to put it into practice so after reading and studying the scriptures, you need to apply it and obey. You know, put some action to it so to stay strong and active spiritually. That is why people, a lot of people are no longer active right now. Because, see, we need the word of God. More word, more word, more strength, more power, more action, more passion for the lost, more more desire for God, you know, you want to do more for God. That's the result of, you know, uh, soaking yourself, saturating your mind and your heart with the Word of God. Okay? 
uh, Matthew 4.4, Jesus answered, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word or rhema that comes from the mouth of God. So not just the written word, but the word or rhema, but the apt word, okay? It's the, 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 the a revelation that you, that suddenly, okay? I mean, that, that you understood suddenly while reading the written word. So you're reading, reading the written word, okay? And then maybe while you're reading it, and you don't understand what you're reading, so you read it again and again and again. We call it synthetic study. So the more you read it again and again, it floats, okay? You, you see the context, you see life, you see colors, okay? I'm uh, uh, not literally, okay? Not literally, but the point is, it, it's somehow your brain can can process it to the point that uh, you see the picture. It's like you're watching a movie, okay? The more you read it again and again, so you see, oh, so this, this, this is the characters, he said this and that. So uh, keep reading, okay, until you get the point. Now, Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema, okay? A rhema word, it's something that comes alive as you read the written word, okay? But on every rhema, on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So many say God can speak to us today. You might not hear him here with your physical ears, but your spiritual eyes and ears are able to understand unless... Except if you're not born again, if you're not born again, then you're spiritually dead and you cannot understand anything. And the Bible doesn't mean a thing, <laughs> okay? It, it's not significant to you. The Bible is not significant to you if you're not born again because you're dead spiritually. You know, a dead person cannot respond or understand. So it's the work of the Holy Spirit that will make you alive, but first you need to hear the gospel. Amen. So that's why reading the Bible, preaching the gospel is very important. So people can hear and by the regenerative work of the Holy Spirit in them, they may understand and who knows, they will respond by repenting from their sins and believing and they will follow the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Okay? So when you read the word, just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and say, Lord, uh, help me understand and read again. Lord, I don't understand this part, but I think there's something in this passage of Scripture, so I will read it again, Lord, but Lord, please help me understand this part. And as you read it again and again, and you will have an understanding, and then you will be surprised because if God will drop the revelation in your heart, it's something that you can't understand in the physical scientifically but spiritually your spirit inside you the inner man boom understands it and all of a sudden whoa your eyes will glow and say wow i've not seen this now i see okay now i see this is how you study the bible because the lord is going to give you a rhema an apt word a living word okay a word a revelation at uh, for the hour, okay? So imagine this, if every Christian reads the Bible and every day they have new rhema, new revelation, you know what will happen? They will always be on fire, okay? With their relationship with God. They're always uh, on the go. Come on, let's preach the gospel. Come on, let's be active. Come on, let's go to church. Oh, don't fear the virus. Don't fear the germs. God is more powerful. Why? Because they are so filled with the word of God. They don't fear anything. Okay, because they trust God more than the world. More than, more than sickness. More than uh, all this negative stuff. Because the truth is... God is more powerful than, than all the negative, than, than the powers of hell, than, than, this, uh, the dark, than darkness, than the devil. God is more powerful. We serve a living God. Amen? So if we trust God, does God allow trials? Yeah. 
You may get sick, of course, but if you trust God, you will be immune in just two weeks or less. You know, your body will produce antibodies because we were designed by God, created by God to have an immune system to react to to foreign uh, uh, invaders, the, these, uh, these pathogenic microbes. You know, the, our bodies can produce uh, antibodies <laughs> to defeat these uh, body invaders. Okay, so... I trust God. He, he is the creator, the designer, so he knows. He knows better he, uh, than, than any intervention of man. That's why in agriculture, every time man you know, uh, intervenes with the natural way of doing agriculture, something is destroyed. No? You know, uh, we invent a lot of technique, but then the best way to plant is using soil. <laughs> you know, my mentor yesterday, we were talking, Kuya uh, Andre Lim. If you do organics, you, you see the difference. The taste is different from organic compared to inorganic farming. You know, uh, the, the organic tastes better and healthier and it has more nutrients in it because in the soil, the, the microbes create or in a way, some of the microbes that die becomes a nutrient themselves. <laughs> and so when that happens, it becomes nutrients to, to, for the plants and they, they produce fruit that, are, that taste better and healthier okay and healthy <laughs> so anyway that's not my topic i'm not we have seminars on on farming organic farming but this is not about organic farming but i hope in that the little the, the tip that i gave you today makes you will make you think that god's way is better than man's way okay god's way is better than man's way so I trust God more than people. That's the point. So, okay. So, um, also in Matthew chapter 4, remember the devil tried to tempt the Lord Jesus Christ, but the devil failed every time because the Lord is not weak in spiritual matters. Because the Lord is God and he knows the word. And so he just tells the devil, it is written. It is written. It is written. So you see, the word can be used as a weapon. Okay, the word, the Bible, but if you're not reading the Bible, then you have no bullets. You have no weapon. You have nothing to use against the attacks of the evil one. So, friends, ladies, especially nowadays, we are living in days of deception. Really. Uh, days of, reception, uh, days uh, of, of deception, after deception, after deception. So, we need... To, you need the Word of God. The more we need the Word of God so that we will not be deceived, friends. Amen? Because uh, that's actually number four. <laughs> it guards us against false teachings. It increases our level of discernment to judge between truth and deception. Uh, that's number four. But I, all, I said three points only. So let's go to number three. Number three. We must read and study the Bible because it is God's word for us, written for our own good, to help us mature spiritually and teach us how to live aright. You know, I have no other way to, to compress this and make it simple, but I think this is the, the shortest way to say it. Okay, we must read and study the Bible. Number three, we must read and study the Bible because it is God's word for us, written for our own good, to help us mature spiritually and teach us how to live our right, how to live our lives that is pleasing unto God. So we have scriptures here, 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, and 1 Peter 3, 15. Okay. Second uh, Timothy three sixteen to seventeen it says, all Scripture is God breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 
17, So that the servant of God, that is us, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, you see the word God breathe. All scripture, meaning to say, everything written in this book, okay? Everything written in this book, all scripture is what? God breathe. God breathe. You know, um, if I talk to you close enough or in close proximity, you know, like uh, you can feel or you can smell my breath. Bad breath or what? I don't know. And, and maybe you can guess what I ate uh, for breakfast, which I haven't. <laughs> then uh, if I talk to you that close, or that close enough uh, for you not to miss every word that I say. Because it's so close to your ears and to your nose <laughs> that you that's impossible for you to miss what I said. Okay? That is how clear and without error the word of God is for us. Okay? That's why the Bible says all scripture is God breath. Breathe. Since the Bible is the word of God, then what it says could either bring correction or affirmation to what we say and do in this life. So in other words, reading the Bible will train us how to live in, in, in God's ways, in His ways. And as the end result, the end result of reading the Bible and, and understanding who God is, knowing Him better, His ways, what pleases Him, what offends Him, then the result is a changed life okay it will change our lives that is why second timothy 3 16 to 17 okay it is god breathe breathe and is useful for what teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness that's, that's the thing it will train you to do the right thing training in righteousness so you will not live a life offending, hurting God. But you are going to live a life that is pleasing to God. So come on, guys. Read it. Okay, read it. So a follow-up question from verse 17, because uh, verse 17 says, So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, and that is a, that's good news. Uh, we need equipping, okay? But why do we need to be equipped by the Word of God in relation um, to, to other people around us, to our neighbors, to our friends? 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always, always, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Meaning to say, you know, uh, what you believe, you know, the Christian faith, you know, why do you believe, why, why do you put your hope in Christ, in, in what he did in the gospel of Christ. So when people ask us, questions like that you know how to answer you have a testimony you have uh, you are a living with you're an ambassador of christ okay you, we are here to help reconcile the world back to god through christ through the gospel message that is our work okay that is our job and so what kind of ambassador are you who does not know the affairs of your country? How can you represent your country and you're ignorant of your laws and, and your ways? You should know the ways of the Lord. You should know who your God is. You should know whom you are serving so that you can represent Him on earth. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ for Christ. Okay? We are His ambassadors. So, it says here in 1 Peter chapter 3, 15, second part, it says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
not. It's so literal. Amen? So, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. So when people come to you and ask you, why this, why that? Why is God like this? Why, 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 why? Why, uh, why do we love God? You know, I remember I was in college. And after school, I went to mall, Egesano. And in the food court, uh, there were students from different schools. And, and uh, there were, uh, I think uh, someone noticed I'm reading the Bible. And there were medical uh, students from another school. Uh, of course, medical because you can see in their uniform. Okay, so, and then someone asked me, why do we love the Lord? It's like, why is there love for us for God? And you know what? I, I, I'm, a, I'm not the, I, I'm not well versed, but at least I'm reading the Bible. I'm listening to, uh, so uh, in love with the Lord that I wanted to know more of Him. And so I answered them, said, well, we love him because he loved us first. Because of his love for us, that's why we reciprocate. We love him back. But you know what? <laughs> when I gave that answer, I was not really sure. <laughs> but in my heart, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's the rhema. It's, it's somehow, because it's like this. Before, when I was not saved, Okay, uh, nothing, but he, he did the first move. He, the Lord reached out to me by using other people. The, the, therefore, he loves me first, and because of that, I gave my life. I repented. I gave my life to Jesus when I was in high school, and, and so I responded. So the idea is that he loves us first. That's, that's why we love him back. Okay, and then, and then, and then, I think as I, as far as I remember, uh, they, they were satisfied. Whoever asked that question, one lady, uh, she was satisfied with the answer. But in my heart, there was a tug of war because I have not read it yet. <laughs> but I think I know and I think I was right. So I went home. And studied and looked. I think I, I used the concordance about love God or things like that. And I found it. And I found it in, in, in I think in 1st John or 2nd John, somewhere there. It says, we love because he first loved us. Because love originates from God. God is love. He is the source of love. If you're a true Christian, you understand what this love means. Because that love comes from him it is through his holy spirit that is in us that lives in us that we love one another so friends uh, okay so um th that's our topic for today and i hope that you too will find the lord jesus christ you understand salvation because for a lot of people right now in the world, especially those who were, who were born in countries that the Bible, the Word of God is prohibited, they have no idea who God is. You know, some countries, some places, even uh, uh, some websites are blocked. <clears throat> so they have no access to the gospel. Unless maybe we, we befriend them online and, and or you... You copy the link and share the link to them, <laughs> okay? So just that's just a reminder. So, but a lot of people are searching. <clears throat> They're looking for truth. They're so confused. So if you're looking for the truth, for an answer, if you're searching for it, maybe some of you who are watching us right now are confu or confused which religion is right, which is the first religion, which is the original one. Or, you know what? All religion cannot save you. All religion during the time of Jesus that are present in this country are, did not exist yet because most Filipinos, and we were not called Filipinos that time, but during that time, okay, before Christianity came to this land, to this country, the Philippines, before that time, we were animists here in the Philippines. So therefore, 
the, those religions that were created and invented, that were founded by different people, cannot save. Why? Because they were not members of Jesus' disciples. The disciples of Jesus were not members of our religion of today. But I'm sure the disciples of Jesus were saved not because they were baptized into certain religions, but because they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who is the Savior, because salvation is found in a person, not in religion. Why do I say that? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is eternal life. Jesus is the life, the truth. So if you're searching for truth, then it is Jesus that you want, that you're searching for. If you're searching for life, it is Jesus you're searching for. And you will find him in this book, the Bible. Okay? So if you're confused, you don't know where to go, what to believe. You know what? John chapter 8.32. <coughs> John 8.32. Oh, let's, let's start with 31. So um, this is also for believers. Verse 31 says, To the Jews who had believed in him, in Jesus, Jesus said, Jesus told them, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Verse 32, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Who is the truth? Jesus. Not religion. Jesus is the truth. John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. I am the life. No one or you cannot go to the Father except through me. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Many you say, He is the mediator. No mediatrix. Jesus is the mediator. So, in order for us, okay, to be reconciled back to God, to get to God, to reach to God, to pray to God, to connect to God, okay, in order for us to do this, we need to have a bridge. Our access is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the way, the truth, and the life. And the Bible says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. That's why the Bible says, whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. God can, you know, Free us from the power of sin and death. Okay? God can, can, can deliver us from, from sin and death. God can deliver us from the bondage of sin and death. Uh, what, how do you do it? You have first to realize that you're a sinner. We were born sinners. Everyone who is born into this world were born enemies of the cross. That's what the Bible says. So many say, when, uh, the moment you die, you go to hell. You go to hell because you, 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 uh, you don't qualify to be in heaven. That, that is a holy place. We're not holy because we were born sinners. And because sin, no man can pay for his sin, therefore his sin is passed down to the next and the next and the next and the next generation. For as long as you have a biological father, you're a sinner. Okay, because it, is, it has been passed down, down the line. Now, if you place, put yourself, surrender your life in the hands of the Lord, he said, no one can snatch you out of my hand. John chapter 10. No one can snatch you out of my hand, neither from my Father's hand. But you have to place yourself in the hands of God. You need to entrust your life in the hands of the Lord. Say, Lord, I cannot save myself. I am a sinner. I need forgiveness. And I understand you died in the cross. You paid for my sins. If I give my life to you, I repent of my sins. All my sins are, will be forgiven also because you paid it already. That is what it meant 
by you committing your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because He became our sin offering. <clears throat> it should be us. You sh we should be the ones to pay for our sins. But we cannot pay. Because you know, the penalty for sins is what? Death. The payment for our sins is death. So we all die. But Jesus died. But because He is not a sinner, death cannot hold Him in the grave. Death cannot hold them, him back. That's why he rose from the dead on the he rose from the grave on the third day and because also the ransom, the, the, the atonement, the atoning sacrifice, the payment for our sins are com is completed. Hallelujah. All you need to do right now, friends, is repent of your sins, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and that's it. That is how you start a new life. That is how you start your spiritual journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, a while ago we read Romans chapter 1, it must be faith from beginning to the end. From faith to faith. Faith that will last. Okay, the moment you believe, keep on believing. You need to continue. You need to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is that the kind of faith that is required of us. Okay, it's not a faith that you believe now and tomorrow you will renounce it by following other religion, by following other gods. If you follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the Lord Jesus Christ, be faithful, be loyal to Him. Do not follow the gods of other religions because the gods of other religions are man-made gods. Okay? And, 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 and that is not good. That is not good. <clears throat> that will not give you eternal life. Okay? Because there's one true and living God. That is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. And remember, that God, the same God, sent His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He became the sin offering. That is why only through Jesus we can obtain salvation. We want to give you the opportunity to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, um, we want you to pray this prayer. Okay, so I want you to follow um, after me say father in heaven in the name of your son jesus christ and by the power of your holy spirit i pray i believe that jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Okay. So, friends, if you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, welcome to the family of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that to see you, that you would join us again next Sunday. But before doing that, let me remind you, if you're blessed, and you believe you have friends who need to hear this message because uh, they too need the Lord Jesus Christ and they too need the same encouragement. Therefore, please uh, copy the link or click share and post it in your social media account or click share, message your friends, send the link to your friends, encourage them to watch this uh, episode this this uh, preaching okay so um, so instead of you doing the preaching uh, we partner you know in reaching out our friends 
for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know what? If you love your friends, tell them the gospel. And the gospel is what is being preached right now. Okay, so God bless you everyone. Let's pray. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. So God bless you everyone. Thank you once again and join us again next week and click share. Okay. Uh, uh, share the link to your friends. So God bless you. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.